You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Emergency Department Podcast. This show may contain information about professional athletes' injuries. It may be descriptive and be unsettling to listeners. The information discussed may at the time of the recording be incomplete and be based on opinion rather than fact. That opinion is and should always be viewed as an opinion only. In short, possible offensive language, injury-based content, not always accurate. If you don't like it, turn it off. Alright, listen up everybody, let's get this riders meeting underway. As you all know, motorcycle racing is dangerous. Riders entering this event do so at their own risk. I'd like to remind you that he is not a doctor. That's right, Moto fans, I'm not a doctor. I am a physiotherapist, and this is the emergency department. Welcome to 2022, people. Uh, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all that sort of jazz. Uh, Welcome to Supercross 2022. It's just around the corner. We're less than, uh, well, look, we're recording this in Australia on Saturday morning, um, but uh, for you guys listening in the States, it'll probably still be Friday night or something along those lines. So, uh, you know, just uh, just deal with the time difference. I've I've got used to it. I'll be watching the race on Sunday afternoon. That's when it is on... uh, uh, Australian, uh, you know, uh, standard time um, with the time conversion. So that's when we'll be happening. But look, I can't wait. It's, uh, you know, sort of 24 hours away. Been plenty of off-season action in terms of the injury aspect. And look, it's something that we're going to just sort of touch on quickly here. I wasn't going to do a podcast uh, before the season started, but there's been so much action that's happened in just the last few days leading into the, the season and A1 I felt I kind of had to. There's just been a few, you know, decent uh, riders that have come out with injuries. Um, you know, a couple that are changing coasts um, from the 250 side of things, and and a couple that are just uh, one that's just not going to be there by the sounds of it for all of Supercross, which is a bit of a bummer. Uh, and then also the you know the big name that's coming in uh, with an injury, that's going to try and get through the first few rounds and see how it all works out. So. Look, let's jump straight into the list uh, of the guys that I've got going on. Now, just a reminder from the from our previous episode, we, we had um, a couple of injuries early on in the preseason, so I'll just quickly mention those names again. That was Bobby Piazza with a lift wrist fracture. Uh, he did that very early in November. We also had Levi Kitchen, same sort of time frame. Uh, he did a scapular fracture, which is your shoulder blade. Uh, he only had a few weeks off. He's actually, he had five weeks off. He's back on the bike training, getting ready for East Coast. So things should be all on track for him. He's got plenty of time to sort of recover and get back to where he should be. Uh, Joey Crown was another one. He was preparing for Paris Supercross. Uh, and basically the week before um, the, the event had a decent crash by the sounds of it. Still don't know exactly all the details, but he's had, he reported multiple fractures and this this has then you know left him out and out in the weeds for a while. Um, he had a couple of days in hospital by the sounds of it as well. Um, so get well, Joey. We've now and then so basically this is where the list starts now f- uh, for the ones that we haven't already spoken about from a previous episode. 
There's currently eight injuries, eight injuries for the preseason. Um, that's a fair increase uh, from last year when we only had, I think we only had two or three. Um, I have to double check that one. But uh, is, there's a bit going on here for this start of the season. Um, now, start off, we've got Adam Cincerullo. Um, he came out the other day with a nice little video that showed that he did just to confirm that he did have an injury. We knew of that, but nobody was speaking about it because nobody had details. Um, he's, he's indicated that everybody hides these injuries in our sport, which is fairly true and fairly annoying and kind of why I started this thing all together, trying to bring out some more information around what these guys have got going on and just show how, how, you know, brutal the sport is and how badass some of these guys are because they, they just get back on and they go again and they're still racing at the top level, you know, with these injuries and some of them are pretty significant injuries that they're riding through um you know so just wanted to show these show show the world and all the fans how how bad these guys are at how bad ass these guys are at, at you know on a motorbike and 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 that they just they ride through some serious pain really um so adam adam's injury he's done an ac joint um sprain or and it's a grade three tear so there's different gradings for all these injuries, and I'll, I'll get back to the AC sprain. So AC, as in <laughs> Adam Sinsaroa, but AC as in acromioclavicular joint, which is basically the end of your shoulder blade, uh, end of your collarbone meeting your shoulder blade, and you get a bit of a step in there because so there's a ligament that holds it down, and it should be nice and smooth if you run your hand out over your over your col- collarbone out to your point of your shoulder. It should be nice and smooth, but for anybody who's had that injury, there'll be a bit of a step there because the, the ligament gets stretched or torn completely, and there's nothing to hold that end of the, the collarbone down. Now, that just helps. That particular part of the body helps with shoulder stability um, and just, you know, ability to actually put pressure through and, and force through the arm, um, particularly when you're on the bike, um, you know, to turn the turn the handlebars, push on the handlebars or, or hold yourself back off the handlebars. That would be an issue for there. Now, for a grade three, so the, the gradings. Grade one is basically not much damage. It's a very minor tissue irritation. Grade two is there is some sort of tear. It's partial, um, not all the way through, um, but it's a significant amount of injury. Grade three is a complete tear, basically meaning that there is now two pieces of that one piece of tissue, of tissue that should be one piece. Um, for AC joints, there's actually a few more grades after that because it goes on the, the distance and location of which the end of the collarbone goes. Uh, and there's actually four, five, and six grades. Um, but look, they're, they're not as common. They do occur. Um, but usually it's just a grade one, two, or three that we'll be talking about on that AC joint injury. So that happened for Adam uh, about three weeks ago. He's had about three weeks off the bike. He's been back on the bike this week leading into Anaheim, which isn't a hell of a lot of time back on the bike and probably just enough to basically make him feel like he can actually ride again and confirm that he's got strength in that arm. Normally for a grade three tear, it's about a six-week recovery time frame from you know from from complete injury to completely fully repaired and re- recovered and back to full fitness. So he's probably a week or two in front of that time frame from my calculations, if I've got all the dates and details right. So he's look, he's going to be able to ride, no doubt about that. He'll probably be taped taped up like a mummy. Um, which is probably something you're going to hear me say over these podcasts in, in you know for lots of different injuries they'll, they'll get taped up like crazy um, to help hold and support that joint down which is which is a normal occurrence for this sort of injury it's a very easily taped uh, injury 
but he'll be taped. He might have a pain shot if he's having some pain troubles or at least taking some painkillers via you know, tablet or something along those lines. Um, and he'll get through this first round pretty easy. Don't be surprised if he's fastest in qualifying as well because at one lap, it's, there's probably not too much issue there for him. It'll be that 20-minute 20, 20 main event that he'll maybe have some most of his issues. But look, adrenaline's a wonderful thing. If he gets a good start, gets out in front, he's on those painkillers early, you know, sky's the limit. He might run away with it. You never know. Um, he's Adam Sims' rule. He might crash again. You don't know. Just see what happens with that one. But that's that's where Adam's up to. So he's going to come into the event. He's going to be riding, but he will be under that injury cloud. Um, he should be okay. He should still get a reasonable event. I'd be surprised if he's anything, you know, worse than top 10. Uh, so look, keep an eye on that. But I'd expect him over the next week to two. Um, have a lot better improvement in results and you'll be talking about how it's feeling a lot better and a lot stronger. Moving on, next guy on the list is Benny Bloss. Uh, unfortunately, he just moved over to the Team Tedder um, guys and pretty much straight away, he's got a um, what we think is a, what we know is a lower leg fracture. He hasn't put out exact details. Unfortunately, Benny hasn't got back to me on this one, but I believe it's a tib-fib fracture from the Im- images he's put up on his Instagram story. He's also popped up that he's had a collarbone surgery, um, so he had a collarbone fracture there as well. Now, if he has had a tib-fib fracture, that's something that's going to be in the vicinity of that three to four month mark for recovery, um, potentially earlier, but mm, I'd be surprised on that one um, with the stabilization of that lower leg, usually requiring a bit of, you know, that that the surgical work that's gone on there, that uh, requires a bit more time than just like, you know, if it was a collarbone that's surgically repaired, those things are, you know, two weeks and back and back and going. We've seen that before, but not for the lower legs. It's a bit different. There's a lot more force going through that, you know, direct off the bike and just even to walk. So um, Benny's going to be out for a little while. We'll, we'll get more updates on him as we go through the through a few weeks. Hopefully we get a response back from Team Tedder or from Benny. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that once all these you know, the racing, the normal season kicks in, we're going to get a few more responses from these guys that have just still been in holiday mode, you know, enjoying Christmas, enjoying New Year's, all that sort of stuff. So uh, hopefully we get a bit more info out of them as we go along. The next big one that we've got here to list, um, Justin Cooper. This one's a big one. So he has had a foot fracture and from his updates and from the injury type that he's listed, he's going to be out for quite some time. Um, so Justin's had a Liz Frank fracture to his foot. Now that is something that is quite significant really and usually involves multiple bones in the foot. Uh, can involve just one sometimes um, in terms of a fracture point, but there's also then ligament damage that goes along with this. So there's actually something called a Liz Frank ligament um, in the foot, in the midfoot. Uh, but the Liz Frank fracture involves where those uh, metatarsals at the midfoot, um, where they join into the the, uh, the cuneiforms and the cuboid, um, they actually shift sideways. Uh, so they end up breaking the heads off and they sometimes break the, some of the cuneiforms because there's three of those and one cuboid. Um, so, but from Justin's x-ray that he put up now look x-rays on instagram when they post these things yes they're great uh, but in the areas of like the foot especially the mid to hind foot there's not a lot of clarity in those things so you can look at them and you can sort of get a rough idea and unless it's super duper obvious or you know the pitch is taken on the right angle it's hard to tell Um, but there is a fair bit um, of you know blurring of that image and that's to do with the swelling 
And that then makes those lines of the bones that they're trying to identify difficult to see. And particularly when you're taking a picture and putting it on Instagram, it's making it even harder for us to see and interpret. And because he hasn't listed out exactly what's been fractured there, I believe he's got a few bones there injured um, in terms of the metatarsals. And I'm thinking even the, a couple, one or a few of the cuneiforms, potentially the cuboid. Now, all of that stuff there is going to be a decent surgery and a lot of recovery time. Um, potential to the point where he might even have some ongoing issues with that foot for a very long time. Now, his doctor, and as per his update, have indicated a six-month recovery time. That's normal. You know, when when the doctors throw out these recovery times, this is for normal population, right? We don't and and we don't consider the athletic population to yet be getting different time frames for these things. When when medical people are talking about that to the you know time frame recoveries for for these people. If anything, if it's anything to go by, my, 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 you know, information that we get from and recovery timeframes from all the injuries that I've been collecting over the last few years for these guys from Supercross and Motocross, their recovery timeframes are a lot shorter than what we give people when we're talking to them in, in the, you know, the clinics and, and when you first see them after the injuries occurred by the doctors. And that's, you know, not surprising. These guys are professional athletes. They don't have day jobs to go to as such that, you know, that's taking up their time and, and the potential for recovery. All they do is ride motorbikes and train. So when they can't ride the motorbike, all they've got is training time. So they've got plenty of time to go and get rehab daily, do their home exercises three or four and five and six times a day, whereas most kinds of people are lucky to get it done once a day. Um, so they've got plenty more air- ability to recover quickly and well so look six months is what they've said i wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere into more like four months and that would then fit with him getting back for the start of outdoors and that's going to be his big push i would dare say but it's going to be a struggle for him to get there and he look he might get there but he might not be fully fit he might still have some pain he might still have some range of motion issues in that foot and that's probably going to be the things that are going to be holding him back because there is at least a six-week period of being not in, uh, not on his foot at all. So he's going to be non-weight bearing, in a cast for si- at least six weeks, and then potentially six weeks beyond that, he's going to be in some sort of partial, you know, non-weight bearing situation where he's in like a, maybe a a little uh, moon boot that's like a half boot, so his, his ankle can move, but maybe not load his actual foot so much. Uh, so there's, there's a long injury recovery here for him. And look, there's going to be more info coming out on, on that as well to see, you know, he's going to have the surgery, whether he's going to be, um, you know, stabilized. Maybe he needs to get a fusion of those of a joint in there. Um, it's all up in the air at this point because it's only just happened this week, only literally two days ago. And look, if you saw the image of his foot that he put up on his Instagram story, the big swollen one, it's pretty ugly looking. Um, feet don't look that bad, great at the best of times unless you're one of those you know, foot people, but they generally don't look that great. But it's it's rather swollen right through that midfoot. It's a bit of a club looking thing. Um, so he's going to be out for a little while. And, and obviously Supercross is not on the cards for the, the reigning champ there. Um, to, for the 250 class so that's a bummer for him he can't defend um, whether he gets the ride 250 next year or not or whether he wants to that's completely up to him we we'll have to see what happens on that aspect so a bit of a bugger for Justin Cooper now the next one on the list uh, and it's not a major injury he's already been out and about and doing his own press conference it's Jet Lawrence 
Now, Jet, um, everyone's probably seen this video. It's been doing the rounds. Everyone seems to have reposted this thing. Um, he's had a bit of a casing moment um, or come up short and gone over the bars and flat face faced himself into the next jump. He's got a rib injury. Now, it doesn't seem like it's broken. It may be. Um, they haven't really specified on that. But it's probably just some rib bruising and potential rib cartilage issue. And look, that's a sort of a two to four week thing for him. Now, it's just purely bad timing. If he was mid-season, he would be racing. Uh, but the fact that it, the season hasn't started and he's still just not comfortable, they've obviously taken the easy out and switched coasts for him. So Hunter's going to race west. Jet's going to go to the east coast, give himself another six weeks of um, recovery time and prep time. I dare say if nothing else happens for him, he's going to be um, sweet and swinging from the fences when he comes out at East Coast because uh, he's going to be super prepared by that point. Uh, so, but I would say within within a week to two, he's going to be fully fine um, back doing normal motos and chasing Hunter around for making sure he's re- you know on, on, on point for the uh, West Coast Championship as he's running it going through. Uh, and last one that we're going to quickly list here, we don't have any information. It's literally come out about an hour ago that I've seen this. It's Justin Hill. Justin Hill's riding for that team PRMX um, Kawasaki this year, um, making a bit of a comeback. But the team has put out an update that he won't be at A1 from injury. They haven't listed any information, so we don't know what the injury is at this stage. They have listed only listed A1 as the as the race that he's missing so hopefully that means either he had the injury a few weeks ago and he's almost recovered or that it's only very minor as in you know rolled ankle or something along those lines um, or just some bruising feeling sore from a you know crash but we've reached out to team PRMX. hopefully we can get some info on that too um, like I said once these guys get to the track and they're all going um, potentially even the day after um, you know the race they might have a you know they'll be back into normal pro- programming so they'll be able to respond to a few of these things and we'll get a few more a bit more traction on some of these responses from the teams and riders uh, but if you guys do know anyone in these teams um, and, and have some links for us that can help us get more info on some of this stuff and bring more info to you guys on these podcasts, be greatly appreciated. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, best way to get me is uh, through the Instagram account. Uh, that's always mo- always.moto. Um, or you can email me at alwaysmoto2019 um, at gmail.com. Now, for all of that stuff, all these injuries if you see anything else that i have missed feel free to tag me one of the guys is doing a very good job at that for me um but he can miss stuff too um so any any of you fans out there the people listening to this um feel free to tag me in anything you see as an injury update um and and pass that information along because it helps me get some more insight um at least it even alerts me i might not have seen it just yet um so we can add it to this list of injuries and we can keep track of everything that's going on for our riders and teams uh and bring you guys some information that you won't hear pretty much anywhere else um you can read those you know updates elsewhere but you're only going to get the literally he fell off he's injured uh, from me you're going to get a bit more in depth and how long and all that sort of business so hopefully you guys enjoy the content um but yeah feel free to let us tag us and, and let us know what what else you've seen um so we can bring more info out and and keep in mind guys too i do put this together as a written form uh that's over on fullnoise.com.au it's an australian based website um we all moto media we do um i put up the emergency department um in writing there um so you can read it uh, I also do some product reviews and stuff as well on there too. So feel free to check out the website, guys, and read the updates as well because that keeps things ticking over there for us as well. 
All right, Moto fans, that's it for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at always.moto. If you want to support the show, email me, alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. But for now, be fast, be smooth, because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you in the emergency department.